You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most visionary humans on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey, visionaries. Welcome back to the show. This is a really fun episode with the founder and the co-owners of Cove Ocean. Cove Ocean is a sustainable snacking company. You might have seen their incredible seaweed spices on the shelves at Whole Foods. You might have eaten their seaweed puffs. And I actually have a history of knowing three of the owners. So this is a crazy podcast because we actually have four of the Cove Ocean team participating in this show. So this might be the largest episode I've ever recorded. So you're going to hear five different voices. So there's me, there is Corianne, Susan, and Travis. These are the three that I used to work with at Vega. And then we also got to chat with Desiree, who is the original founder of Cove. So this is super fun. So if you're not familiar with Cove, Cove is developing delicious snack foods made with the world's most sustainable crop which you may or may not know is seaweed. So seaweed is apparently, I'm learning a lot and I learned a lot in this show, seaweed's a regenerative regenerative powerhouse for the planet. It's grown in the ocean, obviously, and there's no demand on resources like land or fresh water. You don't need to cut down trees. You don't need to water seaweed. And what's more is that it's also super nutrient dense. So it's good for your gut. It's rich in fiber. It has magnesium, calcium, folate. It's good for your heart. It contains omegas for your brain. I don't know what seaweed can't do. We should all just be walking around eating more seaweed. So this episode's a lot of fun because like I said, there's five of us on the call. We get into what it's actually like for this team to work together. Three of them are best friends who now are in business together. So of course I wanted to get the nitty gritty on what that's like. It's like, do you just show up and act like friends? Do you act professional as colleagues? Um, And we hear the story of, that gut feeling that Corianne got when she first met Desiree and deciding to say yes to this opportunity. And this was actually my favorite part of the conversation because I think so much of entrepreneurship allows us to tap into our gut feelings, our intuition. And sometimes there's just this inner knowing, like even though it might not make sense for you to quit your job and pursue an opportunity, or it might not make sense to say yes to this really big deal or to decline a certain consulting contract. But it often boils down to what's the gut feeling here? And for the Cove team, they all had that resonance of this is going to be something that we want to be part of. The vision is there. 
So we dive into it all. We talk about their core values and how their values are leading them. We get into a little bit of the day-to-day operations of what they're currently working on, what some of the challenges of growing a snacking company are. And I really think you're going to have fun listening to this episode. So without further ado, let's get into this show with the team behind Cove Ocean Foods. We're chatting with Desiree, Travis, Corianne, and Susan. Enjoy. Hey, Visionary. Do you remember why you got into business? Why you said yes to entrepreneurship in the first place? For so many of us, it's because of that freedom that it can bring and the joy of helping our clients and our customers transform their lives. But then we get bogged down with things like too much responsibility, decision paralysis, feeling so alone and like we're doing this by ourselves. And what's worse is that we can see everything we desire and we just don't know how to get to that next level. So what if there was a space where you could actually come on a weekly basis to enrich your business, to hang around other impact-driven and health and lifestyle-anchored entrepreneurs, and people who have shared values and really big visions like you do? My co-host Emily Elliott and I run an exclusive mastermind for high-performing female entrepreneurs. We are almost full, but we are accepting a few new members, so you can head over to kelseyridle.com slash mastermind if you've been looking for a community and a group of women just like you. This is a space that focuses on individual and shared success. We celebrate each other. We hold space for each other. We coach each other. And Emily and I lead you through trainings and we bring forward guest experts on the topic of luck, on money mindset, on things you can do to improve your sales conversions and so much more. Our group meets at the same time each week, every single Wednesday, and each month we set our focus around key areas so that you can become the most resilient, motivated, and healthy entrepreneur possible. So we have strategy time, implementation time, but we also talk about relationships, mental agility, adventurous marketing, boosting conversions, etc. Again, this is an exclusive space for high-performing female entrepreneurs. So head over to kelseyridle.com slash mastermind to apply. You can see pricing, what it looks like to join, who's in the room with us. And we definitely only have a few spots. So if you want to slide in, we would love to see your application come through. Hey, Visionary, as I enter this new chapter of motherhood in December, I am excited to share a brand new podcast series and additional content from Visionary Life where I'm going to be sharing behind the scenes on how I'm preparing my business for mat leave, what pregnancy has been like, and I'm going to be sitting down with mamas who are not only running successful businesses, but also chasing after the kids, taking care of themselves, and truly exuding what it is to be a visionary mama. So the same content will always exist, but I'm just going to add in this layer of motherhood. This is something that I've been thinking a lot about as I navigate pregnancy. And I know this is the content that I've been searching for over the last many months. So if you want to receive exclusive content, podcasts, emails, updates from me, then head over to kelseyridle.com mama and put your name on the list. And you'll be the first to know when this brand new series goes live. Well, we have the biggest podcast recording I have ever had on Zoom. I've done it in person with multiple team members, but today I'm with Susan, Corianne, Travis, 
Desiree, and they are the team behind Cove. And we're going to hear the full story of how Cove came to be, what they're up to, and what this magical team is bringing to life. And then we're going to pick their brain on how they work together and what it's like uh, in the day-to-day -day operations of the business. So first off, Welcome and thank you for being here. And let's get into a quick roundtable just so that the listeners can hear your voices and know who is on this recording. So Travis, we're going to start with you. Can you just quickly say hello and maybe share something that you're really obsessed with right now? Ooh, something I'm obsessed with. Well, I am Travis. My voice should be pretty easy to pick out on this podcast. Um, I've been currently obsessed with, um, actually just started taking boxing classes. <laughs> so, um, never, uh, never done that before, never partook. And it's a really good way to wind down after staring at spreadsheets and emails all day. So, you know, go put it in an hour, hit something, it feels good. So that's what oh. I've been getting up to recently. That gets me so excited too, because you're right. Like anytime you just have, it's not necessarily pent up energy, but like if you're just having a work day or just need to let loose, boxing is so therapeutic. I feel like every entrepreneur needs to learn how to box and adopt that. <laughs> I agree. I think I'm going to start a new trend here. Amazing. Susan, let's go over to you. Do you want to introduce yourself and just share something that you're loving or something you're obsessed with right now? Uh, well, I'm Susan. Nice to meet everyone that's listening. Uh, something that I'm obsessed with uh, right now. I think I'm obsessed with taking my supplements lately, <laughs> I think, is something that I've really tried to hone in on and just make sure that, uh, you know, everything's uh, that I need, I'm taking and, um, you know, the mental wellness is uh, in check. So Hmm. That's uh, a really good one to adopt. And I love that you're obsessed with it. I'm curious, do you have any habits or rituals that encourage you to take your supplements? Cause I always forget. And I know our listeners, it's not a habit that's easy to adopt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really have any tricks. It's just something that I prioritize first thing in the morning, just to make sure that, you know, you're drinking your water and having a little bit of breakfast and then just taking everything um, kind of at the first thing in the morning. So you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. So then, you know, you've kind of checked that box. Yep. Do the hard thing. First thing. First, so, exactly. <laughs> Corianne, <laughs> let's go over to you. Do you want to introduce yourself and let us know what are you loving? What are you obsessed with these days? Yeah. Hey everyone. I'm Corianne. Um, and as per usual, my current obsession is completely aligned with Susan's because that's just how <laughs> how it goes for us. Um, but not necessarily supplements, but at this moment, I'm almost, I'm like 100% crashing into a cold or a flu of some sort. So I'm obsessed with specifically zinc and then my dragon fruit antioxidant rich smoothie. Ooh. <laughs> I have the prop right there. That's <laughs> yeah. 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 For those like of you dumping capsules of vitamin C into it and, and everything. So that's what I'm currently obsessed with today. I feel like we need like a recipe for what this dragon fruit elixir yeah. is. It sounds so cool. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for that intro. And Desiree, over to you. Could you introduce yourself, something you're currently loving? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Desiree. I am the original founder of Cove. And I, right now, I'm obsessed with cold exposure. So I have to do my cold shower every morning and recently got to go to Squamish and do cold exposure in the glacier fed lake river, which was awesome. And 
yeah, I feel like it really, you know, like gets you the ability to withstand hard things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so true. And I know it has gotten so much hype doing cold plunges and lake dips in the past couple of years, but for good reason, right? Like I can reset my mood in an instant if I throw that into the middle of my work day. So that's really cool. Yeah. So- I had to try to think of something different other than exercise and supplements and gut health and like all the things. I'm like, okay, <laughs> they've already said it all. So what, what, what else am I obsessed with right now. <laughs> it's very clear I am ha- chatting with uh, a team that's passionate about natural health and wellness and betterment in everyday living because all of you have current obsessions that are improving the quality of your life, which is really, really cool. Before we get deep into the weeds of what you guys are building together, Desiree, could you share a little bit of the story on how Cove came to be? Why are you obsessed with seaweed and what prompted this business to come to life? You bet. I love that question. Uh, So I've been, you know, I stopped eating meat in 2008. I've been following a a vegan lifestyle for 15 years now. And so, um, and of course, not just like eating foods that are good for me that are animal free, but this whole like movement of climate change and climate consciousness was weighing really heavy on me. And so actually in the spring of 2020, I got a text from one of my friends, one of my mentors, and he said, I have an opportunity for you. It aligns with all of your values. And I learned that it was actually a company on Vancouver Island, Cascadia Seaweed, that had um, been building seaweed farms in partnership with local First Nations. And they realized that the highest and best value for the seaweed that they were growing would be to develop a food brand and create, you know, the tastiest, most delicious foods that we could uh, made with locally grown seaweed. And of course, when I learned it was seaweed, it's obviously vegan, plant-based, you know, like the superfood of the sea, just like any kale or spinach, uh, highly nutritious. And I learned at the time, I, I wasn't as obsessed with seaweed. It wasn't really on my radar. But what I've learned since is that it is actually arguably the most sustainable crop on the planet because it grows in the ocean. And so there's, you know, we're not cutting down any trees to to grow seaweed. You don't have to water seaweed. And so the demand on resources are are limited. And um, and yeah, in my life at that time too, the, the whole, um, you know, where we're at in Canada with our first nations, uh, relationships and the fact that we were growing seaweed in partnership with first nations was really important to me. And of course it's a food brand a natural health food brand. And my passion is marketing and branding. And so, yeah, it was like all of the stars aligned for me to join Cascadia. And so I helped, um, we worked with food scientists and trying to really leverage the natural properties of seaweed, one of them being protein. Uh, and to develop um, snacks, which is how we came out with our seaweed-based um, protein puffs. And then, yeah, about two and a half years into that process, last fall, the investors at Cascadia started to go down a, a different different path. They None of them are really um, CPG people and really wanted to focus more on like agriculture. And so it was a great opportunity for me to negotiate with um, that team and actually take over full ownership of Cove because it had become my my baby and I'm obsessed with it and really wanted to see what we could do with the brand. And then that's how um, Corianne and Susan and Travis came into the picture because I really wanted to work with people that, yeah, have experience in the like amazing, incredible like resumes and experience in the in the CPG food space with natural foods and things like that. And so conversation started with Corianne and then I found out that, you know, Sue and Travis were also interested. And so, yeah, we we went through all the legal mumbo jumbo and the, like <laughs> learning a lot about shareholders agreements <laughs> and 
just yeah kind of stuck in in that process which was actually really enjoy as enjoyable as it could be based on the people that we were working with but it just still you know took some time to get all of the legal in order for us to become officially partners and owners of Cove so it's now independently owned by the four of us before launching into Cove, did you have any entrepreneurial experience per se? Had you started any CPG brands or is this kind of a, a new path for you, Desiree? For me, I've, I've, I did one short stint for a wine company, like when I, in my twenties in CPG, I was a brand, um, brand manager, um, for a wine brand, but no, and I, but I've always been an entrepreneur. Like I've been in marketing I've had my own businesses. I run an international charity. Um, mm. and really like, you know, in my forties now, I'm just really driven by meaningful work and purposeful work. And like I said, I have a lot of experience in marketing and branding, but I think that question is so relevant for core or Sue or Travis because they, their whole like careers have been in the CPG food space. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's kind of a great, um, complimentary team now that, and I've learned so much in the last two and a half years being in, in CPG, but I had to rely on a lot of, of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause there's something interesting to that. Like, it sounds like you kind of had this gut feeling like I need to keep going with seaweed and I'm so passionate about this product, but obviously there were a few missing pieces. Like I might need the right people in place and I'm going to need to get help because there's a lot of things I don't know. Would you describe it as more of like a gut feeling or was this like a strategic operational decision you made? Uh, or was it somewhere in between when you first got that ping of like, I think I want to keep going forward with Cove seaweed. 1000% everything I do is just based on like a gut feeling and what <laughs> what feels right. Like I'd love to say it's like, oh, like some major strategy and thinking of the key people I needed. But at the end of the day, it's like, I, I think you'll find that we're all pretty like, I don't, I, I, I don't know to describe them as, as spiritual because I'm still getting to know the rest of the team. But like, from yeah. my perspective, I, you know, I know we believe in like, you know, something bigger and and kind of like the magic of of the universe and so it just felt really aligned the way that we came together and it was it just made everything flow really really well and yeah it was just most on like intuition and and also the stage that we were at with cove like we were gaining so much momentum when the investors decided they didn't want to fund the brand anymore like we had attended chfa last year in toronto and we're just about to take off. We had so many on paper yeses from major retailers. And I was just like, we like, we need to find the right people to keep the brand alive. And like, there wasn't like a hundred different conversations with a whole bunch of different people. It was like Corianne and then it was Susan and Travis. And then it was just like, we want to do this together. Yeah. So it happened really fast. And it was really like this, like, I, I don't want to sound woo, woo, but it was like really like the stars aligning mm -hmm. to, to bring us together and and to make this happen to, to take, COVID. we call it Cove 2.0. So to bring Cove 2.0 together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is an important conversation to have because sometimes from the outside looking in, people think that entrepreneurs, it's like, you know, we just like go in a dark cave and we write out every specific of the business plan for the next 20 years. And we're super, super calculated, but sometimes like you just have to move about life and you get an idea and you meet the right person and you're open and receptive to opportunities and that's when the business starts to flow and grow and flourish. It's not always like this mega calculated decision that you've been thinking about for the last 30 years of your life. So I love that you share that. And it's totally not woo woo at all. I love having these <laughs> conversations. And I know our listeners appreciate that. Like, 
you don't have to be the most like data analytical thinker. Like sometimes you just, things feel right and you move forward and you take that next step. So that's really neat. Yeah. Um, I'll just, I'll just add to that too, because, um, this is a very unique situation, you know, like we, I only just met Susan and Travis in person a few weeks ago, you know, and we are officially business partners and have been for quite some time. And um, this just speaks to like the era that we're in, you know, like huge leap of faith, huge, huge trust in people. And even in just myself and my own intuition and gut feeling, you know, ever like the first time we started talking and meeting, it was just like such a good feeling. And I was just thinking about like, again, like not to pour my heart out, but it was just like, the conversation we had kind of even preparation for this podcast, you know, the things that were said, it was just like, wow, like, I am so fortunate to be working and have met such good people that have such good values. And yeah, just to say that, you know, we I was in Argentina for a lot of it, we were doing most of our, you know, um, ownership, shareholders agreement stuff over zoom and never having met. And so it's just it's fascinating to see that business can be done this way. And it's just a huge, um, amount of trust and intuition that has led yeah. this, um, this project so far. <laughs> Absolutely. So Corianne, it sounds like you were kind of that first conversation or first person pulled in. What were your thoughts and feelings? And like, what was your gut saying when you first met Desiree <laughs> and started talking about Cove 2.0? So <clears throat> I have to 100% just be honest, obviously. And my immediate reaction was like, oh God, this sounds terrifying. <laughs> and I wanted to run. And I was like, oh, this like, it was, it felt very overwhelming. However, um, one of our core values, and I feel like all of us, this is exactly what Des was just speaking to, is one of our co core values at Cove is um, like riding the wave. And we really, I think all of us in some way got into this, um, space. Certainly, I know Susan, Travis, and I really fell into this career at all, and and specifically food and natural health. We just, I don't even know how I ended up here, and I'm so grateful for it, but it's definitely those moments where you're like, okay, this opportunity has been presented for a reason, and it isn't to be wasted, and it's a moment where, you know, we're talking about this all the time, like, we get to do this, and then specifically, it's been something that Susan Travis and I have been talking about um, getting the band back together again, because we have this really special, unique relationship where we're really ultimately family now, like the friendships that go so deep where we are family, but we met through work. And that to me is like very special kind of relationship and friendship because work is just such a big part of what we do. And like I personally have so much attachment to my career and I'm really you know, proud of the people that I've got to work with and the things that I've been able to be a part of. And so when things like that, this roll across your plate, you definitely don't just go, oh no, I'm not doing that. Uh, so it's a, it was a lot of fear and then a lot of, um, this is an opportunity that needs to be seized mm. for sure. So, so cool. And you talk about the three of you having met at a previous career. Um, yeah. And you've known each other, what, for more than a decade now, perhaps? Sue and I are going on 15 years, maybe 16 at this point, which for me is like Wild. a good run. Yeah. That is a good run. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long friendship. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Trav, how long is it now? Uh, I mean, at least nine, I think 10. Nine or 10 years. Yeah. 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 So I'm the newcomer to the, to the group. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
Travis, did you have any hesitation going into a business partnership with two of your really good friends? Was there any feeling of like, what if this doesn't work out? Limiting beliefs around where this would take your relationship. What was your sentiment going into Cove 2.0, as we'll call it? Yeah, of course, there's uh, there's always apprehension. There's always, you know, second thoughts. But ultimately, Corey and Susan and I, we've been talking about starting a business for a while. Um, we've been ideating, trying to think of kind of what it would be, um, how it would look and things like that. And kind of like Corian said, this opportunity kind of just fell into our lap and we'd be silly not to give it a go. You know, we've all been in the natural product industries our whole career. We live it, we breathe it, we use the products and something great came along with a great mission and something that we could get behind. And it just felt like we had to, you know? There wasn't all the feelings, of course, but you just got to give it a go. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of the short and, of it. And also just to, because I don't think I'll ever forget this, but I had reached out. I think I texted both of you and I was like, hey guys, this is the opportunity. Do you want to talk tomorrow about it? And Travis said, I can talk in 30. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk tonight. If we, can all, if we can all hop on a call, let's talk about it immediately. So yeah, fear, I'm sure. But Travis is definitely the one that just, he is like, we're, he is the reason why we are charging ahead most of the time, mm -hmm. for sure. He's like, yesterday, we needed to have this yeah. conversation. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. 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 That's where the whole magic, you know, that Desiree talks about that, that came into play is that we've been behind the scenes wanting to do something, but not knowing what we want to work together. We know we, we work well together. Um, so that, isn't an issue. We already know how we are in, in a business sense together and in relationship to each other as well. So we knew we wanted to do something. And then here comes this product that, like Travis said, not only it, it just aligned with what we were looking for, seaweed, the ocean, Travis surfs, you know, all the time. And it just, it, it was the right product. It wasn't necessarily that we would have signed up for anything, but this product in particular, um, seaweed, the sustainability aspect of it, uh, just sort of checked all the boxes for us of what we knew being a part of the CPG space that we would get behind, you know, in our career, you know, I would, I would work for this company. So why not, you know, do it and, and be owners of it. So um, yeah, it really was kind of this magical way that it all came together. And, and when you are already envisioning yourself of where you want to be and what you want to do, it, it just seems like those moments are really, attracted to you um, when you start putting it out there. So, you know, it's not like we said we wanted to have a seaweed brand and, you know, it came to be, but, you know, you're open to the opportunities. So, it, yeah, it just seemed like something we had. We had no choice. Like, we have to do this. Here, here it is. It's fallen into our laps. Mm -hmm. And I know COVE stands for, you know, there's an acronym that COVE stands for, and there's core values that are very rooted in the brand. Does one of you want to describe, like, what is the overall mission and vision and what are some of those core values that you stand for at Cove and what you're bringing to life? I can speak to it. Corianne speaks to it really well as well. So I can mention a few things. Um, we actually, I, because I, I'm also just super honest and open, we worked with like one of the most creative external marketing partners um, out there, which is called Crew Marketing. And they came up with the name Cove and they have a a habit or a methodology of creating names with acronyms. And so 
the the name cove did like stand originally for like knowledge oneness vitality and excellence and we just loved the idea of having the, the brand name cove because again it's seaweed it's the ocean the the you know coming in we could welcome people into the cove because it is like a newer revolution in, in north america and the the i mean the vision is to be you know one of the biggest seaweed brands creating um tasty food products in multiple different character uh char- characters categories uh potentially globally world worldwide like obviously we want to we would love to dominate you know Nor- north america um and the sky's the limit with you know north american seaweed whether we go to europe or, or asia uh i think the team loves when i describe my vision that i had originally with seaweed because there's so much innovation happening in the space there's um, actually companies working on on packaging um so um obviously there's a huge plastic free movement happening right now and and we would love to have you know really regenerative sustainable packaging and so ultimately like the vision would be you know families enjoying their seaweed snacks from uh the parents to the children the kids especially they eat their seaweed snacks and they can throw their packaging back into the ocean because it's made of seaweed and it disintegrates and gives back to ocean life and so yeah, we would love, um, you know, potentially like the day of seaweed, just have different seaweed products in different categories and and be a leader in the space while creating harmony and sustainability for ourselves. So it's like, how do we how do we scale and be big, but not burn ourselves out and um, yeah, create harmony for ourselves, our relationships, our work life balance and all, all of that. So it's this this fine tune uh yeah method of 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 creating that i don't know if core wants to add anything that i missed about the the mission of cove because you always say things really nicely yeah well i think the you know the unique thing again is desiree you know is the founder of the brand and the brainchild behind it and what it meant originally and then the three of us are coming into it and so we want to be really like authentic also with um being able to be super transparent about how we got here and not claim, like Susan said, that we, you know, loved seaweed always, but we're learning so much about it and the magic of it. And in a time where, you know, like the climate change thing we know is happening, but it, it feels very doomy and gloomy. It is, but it, it feels that way. And we really want to be a brand that's bringing lightness to the world. And um, so the focus for us is like the more seaweed we can grow and consume the better off we all will be. And so we want to be the brand that's providing like really accessible seaweed snacks for people. And by that, I mean, in so many ways, we mean different forms of it, Um, but really the taste factor too. Like we've had some really great feedback on it that it's sort of that middle ground where it can be, you know, an entry level seaweed product for people. The traditional ways people eat seaweed is quite obvious, obviously with sushi and like those you know, roasted seaweed snacks. And I'm a huge fan of all of those things, but being able to in kind of inject it or infuse it into other snacks for kids and moms and people on the go, um, we just, yeah, we would love to just, you know, be able to use as much of it as possible, which takes place of other ingredients that are, you know, taking resources um, unnecessarily. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it's important to note too, because you kind of said we to be transparent, we weren't always like didn't grow up or come out of the womb obsessed with seaweed. But that's what yeah. I love about entrepreneurship is that like sometimes we have a vision and it might be really small. It might be like, I want to create my first gluten-free cookie. 
And then when you see the cookie selling and people eating it and loving it, your vision expands, right? And again, I think a lot of early stage business owners, they get tripped up thinking like, I need to think 30 years down the line, how am I going to take over the seaweed space or the gluten-free marketplace? But sometimes we just have to start with like, Hey, I met this really cool girl. She loves seaweed. I'm going to say yes to this opportunity and let's see what starts to unfold. And like, then you become a subject matter expert and your head is in the books and the research. And then all of your visions are probably expanding at different rates. But then when you come together, it's like, oh my God, we all have so much passion for this when we merge each of our unique visions and look at the vision of Cove, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I think a big, like the three of us, the majority of our experience in CPG has been in sales. We are salespeople. And I, I still, it gets caught in my throat to say that. I <laughs> like the thought of being a salesperson is gross. Like, I don't want to say, I mean, I don't, it's never how I want to lead, but the only way I know how to sell is if I'm obsessed and the, the product is actually truly integrated into my lifestyle. And I know we all feel that way. It's really hard to just go, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to sell this story or this product. You just don't, it doesn't light you up. It certainly doesn't light me up to, um, yeah, to try to think about selling something that I don't deeply, deeply care about and use every single day. Like, I mean, we, we all met at Vega and I remember, I always say this, but people would ask if we used the product, like retailers would go, oh, well, do you actually take this? It was always the strangest questions. I was like, I absolutely do. Like all of the time, every single occasion, every single use occasion that was meant to be taken, I was taking it. Um, and smart sweets. I mean, I still eat like three bags a day. It's if I have like a complete <laughs> problem. <laughs> I have a problem <laughs> with smart sweets. Um, and so, yeah, like it's, it's, it's definitely just that has to be a part of it. And so I think the mission-based like it has to be something that is improving the lives of people in some way, whether it's providing joy or closing a gap, you know, a product that never existed before. And this one is something we can truly feel like so good about and so excited about doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Corianne because um, as someone that has tried to sell widgets before, you know, just something that sells, it's difficult if your heart's not in it, you know, if it's not something you use or something you value, it's, it's really difficult to motivate yourself to actually do the work that needs to be done. So that's something that's really important for me as well. And I know it is for Susan, you know, we, we have to be uh, advocates for the product that we sell and in this case own. So uh, another reason COVID just really fell in for us is we tried the product and we went, didn't know this existed, but I eat it every day. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's some really good points being shared that like, you know, sometimes we tend to overcomplicate marketing. It's like, what social media platform does our brand need to be on? And what do we post? But what you guys are sharing as a team is like, number one, having a passion for what you are trying to get visible and what you're building brand awareness around. And number two, having a story, like already you've shared such a powerful story behind the brand that makes me feel emotionally connected. So that's number two. Number three, having a remarkable product. Like you tried it and you're like, I can't shut up about this. It's so good. So those are three really juicy marketing tips that I think the listener can take away right away. I'm curious, is there anything maybe even on a more granular level, 
that has been really supporting you in building brand awareness around Cove? Like, how are you getting the word out right now? How are you encouraging people to pay attention to what you're saying through the digital world, through in-person? What are some of those marketing strategies that are currently working in this season of business? I think that is a bit of a tricky answer. Um, it's it's tougher right now because we are uh, super grassroots. So yeah. I'll, I'll be crystal clear before when we had investor funding, we were doing all the things, you know, yes. like we, we had uh, help with social media, which was driving, you know, we could build up our following because we could actually invest in boosted posts to get you know, the, the brand in front of people and build the audience and have people helping to create content, create reels and, and do all of that. We were paying for paid ad placements and, you know, in magazines and uh, we were hiring uh, uh, not just content creators for camera and video, but they were developing recipes for us. So that was interesting on online on social media was like, you know, uh, because one of our products is a, is a seaweed seasoning, which happens to be really delicious on popcorn. And so we were doing like different popcorn recipes and having people share how they were using the ingredient. But all of that was was paid, even like sponsorships, putting on events where we would again bring people into the cove through like meditation events and and things like that. Um, right now, I think we're focused obviously like on ways where we don't have to spend money, which is mostly at the at, well, there's there's spend there, but it's a different kind of spend, like at the retail level. So really working with retail partners, we have a great merchandising team at um, a company called Hive Naturals. And even just recently, um, you know, we have uh, a placement at the front of the store with a non-alcoholic beer brand called Partake. And so, um, you know, brand collaborations, doing things like that. We're about to launch uh, another campaign on social called um, hashtag kids heart co because what we've actually surprisingly learned is that this like our co puffs are, like kids go bananas for the puffs my little nephew it's the only thing he ever wants to eat and is like stealing the bag from me and so uh, we're doing a brag collaboration with another cool brand called cove drinks their their cove is with a c and they're from the east coast of canada um and so yeah i'll do some brand collaborations and it's tricky online, to be honest, with digital too, right? I'm sure you'll find that, you know, people complaining about the algorithm changing and people's posts not being seen. And I think it's just because it's so saturated and you really need to have money behind it to spend on ad campaigns and things like that to get your brand to be more visible. So yeah, we really, have to, it's one of the things that's constantly on my mind. Like how can we be creative and provide, like put out content that people want to see want to share and make them feel more connected to the brand and how do we tell this like hour-long story in like segments that will make people feel like emotionally connected and and want to to you know try the, the products and and come into the cove with us so i don't know if i this core mm -hmm. did i coriander or susan did i miss anything or travis I don't think so. I think the other thing that's helped us and that we're always looking to improve upon as well is, is just the packaging itself is really beautiful and really eye-catching. So as an, you know, as a brand, a new brand to the to the set, um, that's really where you're grabbing consumers is is they're there to buy, you know, a different snack or a different seasoning. And if your brand stands out, 
your, your packaging has to kind of do that education for you. So I think it, it is beautiful and it's standing out and, and people are responding really well to it. And we've seen some early, um, really positive sell through, through data. We really just relaunched the brand at CHFA West in April. So it hasn't been too long that we were just starting to gain that momentum on shelf. But as Desiree said, um, we're really being able to sell that story of the seaweed, um, where it's grown, especially in BC for those retailers, they're really responding well to that story. So they're willing to to bring us in and give us a shot, which is is what we need. We need, you know, the retailer support and then um, can kind of work on the marketing side to, to share the story. Um, we always talk internally too about the, the early days of Vega of, of trying to sell a plant-based protein when no one was buying plant-based protein. It was, you know, kind of, a low grade soy and a, and a, you know, whey protein. And so you're really trying to create that, that space. And so we're familiar with having to do that through education and, and really packaging on shelf. So yeah, we're excited to kind of take that challenge on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this product too, it's, it's a lot easier to get into someone's hands and, uh, you know, create that new user and get that first sale than something that is much higher dollar. It's pretty, you need a lot more awareness, uh, a lot more convincing to get someone to buy a $50 item. But if it's $6.99 on shelf, you know, it's a lot easier for someone to give that a go. So we're going old school with some demos and uh, making sure we have good placement. Corianne's even uh, been out there hitting the bricks like the old days and with the cart in hand and selling bags like crazy. So I love that. It's like, Sometimes we overcomplicate marketing. Like, yes, there's a place for all the ads and the influencers and the millions of dollars. But oftentimes going to those low cost, low risk grassroots, like, can you just get a bag of puffs in somebody's hand, get them to try it and love it? And then they'll go tell 20 of their friends, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like I know it's it's the funny things, it's the classic things that are at yeah. shelf where you catch them when they're walking the aisle, and yes. it's like we need shelf danglers. That's what's going to change the game. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but demos. I mean, it does demo really well, so that's been really fun, and I think it's so important to get out in front of the customers and actually see what people are saying about it. Um, on some day, some days we're like, this is the most amazing product. And then other days you're like, is it like, do people <laughs> like it? You know? So it's, it's good to get out there and just constantly be getting feedback. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, yeah. what is something that you guys are currently trying to problem solve for? Obviously with the state of the world, people oh. are talking about the economy and, you know, maybe reduction in spend on groceries or luxury items, people maybe not even shopping at store anymore. Um, Is there anything that comes to mind that you're currently working through that is a a challenge you'd be open to sharing just to know that, you know, anyone listening, you're not alone if you're experiencing the dips and constantly having to problem solve for the crazy things that just pop up and that are unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, the immediate expensive. answer I had was everything. everything yeah. my, it was like everything. You're yeah, you're like, where do I start? But, yeah, but try to take it away. Yeah, I was just saying uh, shipping is expensive. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. trying to optimize your logistics in uh, getting product to our 3PLs as efficiently as possible, um, really ensuring that we have uh, quick sell through because warehouses and is uh, warehousing is very expensive as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, inflation hit those industries pretty hard as as well. Uh, fuel surcharges are higher than they've ever been. And uh, same thing with warehousing fees. I think we saw an increase from uh, anyone that uh, 
handles or holds our product. So that's not unique to to Cove, um, but you know that is a uh, certainly a, a challenge that we uh, we encounter on a frequent basis. And Travis, what kind of mindset do you need in order to keep pushing through? Like, I'm sure there are times that you're like, this is effed, like, it's not <laughs> worth <day>. it. <laughs> How do you stay in that mindset of like, we can figure this out, keep looking for the solution, get 1% better every day? What do you have to think about in order to stay clear on the vision and where you're going? We, we actually have a bit of a company theme around that. It's called finding the blueberries or hunting for the blueberries. So we <laughs> keep each other pumped up with a blueberry here and there. And a blueberry is just a nugget. It's a small little win. It's like, hey, one store decided to pick up our product. All right, great blueberry, you know, and we share those as much as we possibly can because this game is difficult. You know, anyone that says entrepreneurship is easy, I, I would have a lot of questions for. So uh, we lean on each other to kind of keep us pumped up and and try to share um, just the little wins because every day you you know you run into a new problem that you have to solve for. So I think it's really important that we we celebrate our wins even though no matter how small and it it just kind of helps uh, bring light to to the uh, to the days and keep you trudging uh, trudging along. And uh, I like this adage or I, I forget where I heard it, but showing up is like 90% of the battle. So if you just actually show up and start doing it, then you're almost there. So the blueberries help us show up. I love that ritual. Is there anything else you guys do as a team? I know this is a newer team and it's not like you get to see each other every day, but is there any other ritual or team strategy or connection method that you guys utilize in your everyday to stay connected, to keep things light, to build culture? I mean, we've been talking through it so much because like, it's it's every day, like when you're, you know, you're to answer your question um personally like I don't stay in the mindset all the time I'm constantly in and out of like what are we actually doing here (laughs) and then um I think a couple things for me like Susan said yesterday we know each other so well and it's really hard to hide it's very different than working with you know a bunch of coworkers. and of course you get to know over time as we did but these guys, I can't hide like the looks on my face. They know every single one of them. I know exactly what's happening. We know like there's words don't even have to be said most of the time. So I think that's, it's a safety net, but it's also something I'm completely afraid of because I don't want to take advantage of that. Um, You know, and you kind of, you get into this thing where you're so comfortable with people that you, it's easier to fall down the rabbit hole of, despair because Susan is the person I would call Susan's the person I call when I'm having a bad day anyway so you know you have to kind of you know maintain that in a special way but one thing that I think really helps that we know that we've kind of practiced over the last like all all of the years that we've known each other but remind ourselves of is that the feelings change like they last five minutes or they last 20 minutes but it isn't something that nothing stays the same forever so although we might be in what we call a ditch for a period of time, we always climb out of it. <laughs> always have, and we always will. Yeah. And yeah. the reality is typically the same. It's interesting when, and I don't know if entrepreneurs taught ta- it's like the roller coaster ride, but the the reality hasn't changed. It's it's really just your perspective. So it's it's being able to remind each other, you know, to 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 look at it a little bit different. So that when you're feeling that low, you're feeling it for a certain reason, but 
but you can get yourself out of that with a different perspective. And, um, and like Crayon said, we can recognize in each other when, when we're slipping. And so we, we've been able to kind of help, you know, prop each other up, um, when others are feeling on a high and no guys, everything's great. There's always a person that thinks it's, you know, a different situation. So it's nice to have that balance between the, between all of us. Yeah. That's we do a funny. thing where we say, do you want, go ahead, Trev. I, I was just going to say, because you're saying this is your biggest podcast with the most people, but th that's kind of how we operate. You know, if one of us is uh, struggling a bit, there's at least another one of us that is doing just fine. So <laughs> you kind of put it on their shoulders, they'll lift the rest of you out of there, you know, and very rarely are all of us in the same place. So someone's here, we're up here, you know, we can uh, pull each other out, support each other and uh, get back to where we should be. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me. So you said one of your core values is riding the wave, right? And then I think of the wave and I'm like a, you know, wave, a rising tide lifts all boats. And it's just like, you guys are all rising together. If one's down, you're all, you know, going to lift each other back up, dig the boat out. So I think that's really special about the team that you have and the dynamics. And it's really interesting to actually record a podcast with multiple um, of the founders and co-owners of a company because you get different perspectives. And it also facilitates this environment where, you know, nothing's a secret, everything's on the table. Like let's share the realness behind what it is to build a business, not just like the glamorous part of like, here's how we're winning and here's all the successes we've had. So I really appreciate the honest conversation of like, we're still in a building phase and some days Travis is down or Susan's down or Corian's, you know, and, and we figure it out, right? It's like, what can we do to get a little bit better today to problem solve and to continue trekking forward to this incredible vision that all of you guys hold, which is really, really cool. So what is coming down the pipeline? What are you guys working on? Why should we be paying attention to Cove right now? Oh, sorry. Des was uh, just hopping off. Yeah, all um, good. Yeah, right now our key focus is uh, gaining distribution on our uh, spice products as well as our, our puffs. Um, the spices have kind of been our legacy product with the most distribution and the puffs have just been getting a lot of excitement from uh, retailers and, and new consumers of the product. So our focus is really um, building out those two core product sets. We have some stuff in the pipeline that has been produced is great products are ready to go when we're ready. Um, so that's kind of a, a future, you know, a 2024 conversation. But as of right now, our, our focus is uh, building our core, creating partnerships with uh, strong independent retailers as, as well as some, uh, some of the key chains. And that's, that's our focus for the time being. Amazing. So if somebody wants to try the products, purchase them, or just get in touch with the brand and follow along with what you guys are building, where are the best places for them to connect with you and to purchase some puffs or some spices? Corianne, you want to hit with the, uh, yeah. the major partners? Yeah. Yeah. So we will on the social media, we are at Cove Ocean. So please follow us there. And then the retailer that we're super excited about is Whole Foods. So we'll be, the spices are, should already be there. So we would love pictures. If people want to go to Whole Foods and take a picture for us, send it to our Instagram. And then the puffs should be on shelf beginning of November. 
So that's super exciting. And then I would say locally, the best thing to do is email hello at coveocean.com because then I can direct you to the exact store. So we're definitely, we're not in any major national retailers yet. So it's going to be very backyard, independent, small chain. We can direct you guys to. Amazing. We will link all of that in the show notes and encourage everyone to go get their hand on some spices and some puffs when they can. And thank you all for sharing the story, for showing up, for being super honest on what this journey has been like so far and can't wait to connect in a couple of years and see where Cove Ocean is at. So thank you to all of you for being part of the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks so much, Kelsey. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show on either iTunes or Spotify. It just takes a second. And if you don't want to rate the show, you could also just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your social media platform of choice, tagging me at Kelsey Rival. I'll catch you in the next episode. Did you know that 70% of all online experiences begin with a search engine? That's right. Every day, millions of people log on to search engines like Google to find solutions, answers, and content that meet their search intent. Whether they're searching for a pair of women's jean overalls or a nutritionist that can help them with weight loss, search engines have become an integral part of our daily lives and your business should be showing up on page one. But with so many businesses competing for visibility online, it can be tough to stand out from the crowd. That's why I created Everyday SEO, a simple self-study course on SEO because I know just listening to this can feel overwhelming. You're like, SEO, what does that even mean? How do I enhance my website so that it shows up on Google? I have a very simple four-part framework that's gonna help you to do that. And the reason why I created this course is because I know that so many of you want to stop posting on social media every day. The daily marketing feels overwhelming and you would just love to show up anytime somebody searches for your product or service. For example, when people search for a marketing coach or a Toronto business coach or a digital marketing expert, my website pops up and that's all thanks to SEO. This means that I don't need to be on the social media content creation hamster wheel, which stresses me out and makes me feel like I always have to be on and creating new content. SEO has so much longevity and I cannot wait to share this process with you. So if you're tired of not showing up on Google or being buried on page 933, then it's time to enroll in Everyday SEO. Just head to kelseyridle.com SEO. That's kelseyridle.com SEO and you can get started right away.